God help every one of you to focus on faith. God help your brethren around the world to grow in faith, to use faith in every phase and facet of your life. And as the people of God, the church of God at the end of the age, to learn in every way you can, in every part of your lives, to live and to walk by faith. Dr. Mayer's faith has encouraged so many over the years, uh, certainly those of us who went to Ambassador College. He got us off to a good start with a solid instruction in the Gospels and the Book of Acts. He also taught the Epistles of Paul class. The real legacy of Dr. Meredith was the fact that he lived what he taught. Uh, he wasn't a perfect man, nobody is, but uh, he lived what he, he taught us. And he continued, he, he stuck with that, that teaching from the very beginning. I think that so many of us in the ministry have so much to be thankful for. Uh, if we have faith to a great degree, uh, he helped instill that. Of course, it was God that gave it, and he taught us that it is not our faith, but the faith of Jesus Christ in us. The drive that he had, the uh, perseverance that he had, was an example to all of us. And I know that certainly in my situation, I'm going to think back on that many, many times in the time that I have, however long that might be, of the fact that he, he always stuck with the truth. He never deviated from the truth. Many of the ministers, when the apostasy set in worldwide, got off track a little bit here or a little bit there. And I remember coming to the Global Church of God and realizing how much uh, had been lost. It wasn't that we were all out preaching heresy, but we lost certain things. And Dr. Merrith was just right there. He was just right there, rock solid, and bring us back to the, the truth that we, we need to have. Over the years, Dr. Meredith has demonstrated his faithfulness, his dedication to the trunk of the tree doctrines. He's not veered from those doctrines. And that faithfulness, that sticking to the trunk of the tree of truth has been an inspiration to me. And his enthusiasm, his intensity, his passion for the truth and for the gospel and to keep working in spite of his handicaps, physical limitations, that he's going to continue to work right up until the time that Christ returns or that he goes to sleep. He has been an inspiration to me for many, many years. I've been so thankful and so humbled by Dr. Meredith's faith and his focus in preaching the gospel all these years. He has never made that secondary in, in, his, in his life. He practices servant leadership, loving leadership. His food is to do the work, which was Jesus Christ's food. He comes into the office every day, works a long day. Why does he do these things? Well, it's because he's deeply converted. It's because he's Philadelphian. Dr. Meredith's faith and belief in Jesus Christ and in his calling and in the work is an inspiration to everyone here. When the truth was rejected in our former association, he started the work of the global Church of God. And then that was, after a disruption, that was transferred to the living Church of God. 
And I knew that with Roderick C. Meredith, the truth is bolted to the floor. I'm not following Mr. Meredith as a man, as are um, the, uh, the members of, of the Living Church of God. We follow him as someone who, who teaches and is faithful to the principles of God, the truth of God. Dr. Meredith has been preaching what he's been preaching for 50 or 60 years. He hasn't shifted to the right. He hasn't shifted to the left. He's stayed right on target. That's been very inspiring to me. I've known him for about 40, 45 years. He hasn't varied one way or the other. But faith is about the coming kingdom of God, the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He was alive. He was real. Mr. Merrill has set a wonderful example for that because all through his life, and he's lived a long time now, uh, through trials and tests, he has always held on to that fact that God exists, that he is the living God. Jesus Christ is head of the church. And so even if he had personal disappointments or trials or tests, he never lost that kind of faith or belief. He stuck at it throughout all those, through the years, over 60 years now. He has persisted and he's dedicated himself to, to getting the gospel message out at great cost to himself. I see his faith in, in God's word and, and it certainly inspires me because uh, I've been around other people who were leaders that never had the kind of example that I've seen, nor the zeal. I think, it, I, think I can describe it in, with, with zeal. Many people talk about they love Mr. Meredith's, Dr. Meredith's drive. They love his enthusiasm. They love his focus. But that focus comes from his faith. That's what pushes him forward. It's a rare man or woman who has the type of vision that is based entirely on faith. And faith is the evidence of things not seen and the things hoped for. And so when we look at Dr. Meredith's example, he really was just like Mr. Armstrong. Within just a few, six weeks, I think it was, of the global Church of God starting, he was already on radio preaching the gospel. And within a few months, on television, when the Living Church of God started, Dr. Meredith didn't miss a beat. On that level, even beginning, yes, faith is required to preach the gospel. But it also is on a, on a larger level, a higher level, to go through the open doors. And I remember hearing the stories about Mr. Armstrong um, going through doors that, that didn't even seem to be there, let alone open. Uh, but that after he did that took the initiative to go go through go that direction um, it became obvious that yes that was an open door even though it didn't seem at the time but that took faith and and he was a great example of that well I think Mr. Meredith is is very much the same in many ways what I heard back in 1968 was a man by the name of Herbert W. Armstrong Dr. Meredith when you close your eyes and you listen to his voice or you listen to him on, on, on CD, it's just the same way. It's the same voice. It's that powerful voice of no nonsense. I have appreciated Dr. Meredith's vision, so to speak, from day one, that that is his high-level motivation. Uh, and he puts his energy and his direction kind of like the commanding general, I guess you would say, and with that kind of vision, 
and reaching out to the world without saying immediate return. And he continues to be motivated that way, and so are we. I'm really glad when I see Dr. Meredith on fire uh, saying we must preach the gospel. It means we must finish the work because it's the mission of the church. We cannot be the church of God without proclaiming the message that Christ gave us to preach at the end time. We're surrounded in this age by a lot of people that are busy making excuses about doing a work, about going to the world. Oh, you know, it's hard. The economy's hard. Uh, you know, this time we ought to just focus on the church. And Mr. Meredith sees those verses that say, you go out into the world, you've been given something way too precious for you to keep to yourself. I expect you to tell other people about it. And that takes faith and trust. And I don't see it in anyone like I see it in Roderick C. Meredith. And because of that, he has stepped out. And I can look around in my congregations. I can look at my own family, at the lives that have been impacted by the fact that that man had a trust for God when so many other people didn't. I have known Mr. Meredith for more than 40 years. I've been in the church for 43 years. I know he is the man with a real character. And he never changes, and he is there, and he holds to the trunk of the tree, and he teaches us, and he sets a very good example. He has always seen the big picture. He has always been committed to the, to the truth and to the work. And I think that's very inspiring for me. It's very inspiring for, for all of us. If you stop and think about the physical aspects of what happened to Mr. Meredith when he was told, go home, uh, you're going to retire, you're going to sit in a rocking chair, and he said, no, I'm not. And so he started out on his kitchen table, as he tells us, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. And now we've got this message going all around the world, India, Russia, China. That takes faith. It, um, someone without faith would never venture to do that. They would have said it was impossible, can't be done. Dr. Meredith's faith set the set the tone for what the Living Church of God has continued to this day. The gospel must be preached. The Ezekiel warning, it's got to go out. And that would be the entire focus of what he would do. That work that must be done, everything that he did when he totally stepped out, it's, it's a very unique thing. It takes a lot of guts to do something like that. With faith, Christ says, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you'll save that mountain going to the ocean is going to go. And that's where you're able to see it and you're able to teach it and preach it and coming forward with it. And the fact that there's nothing that will scare him off. Uh, and yet when he's getting out of the pulpit, he's feeble, he's weak, and he's having, he needs to be helped in a lot of ways. But when he's behind that mic and when he's preaching, I mean, the whole thing can, stops. It, it, it's on fire. I was giving a sermon, uh it was last uh, November, and I was talking about uh, the way Dr. Meredith handled uh, the sickness of his wife. He never complained about uh, himself. He never complained about what he was going through. But he had faith in God, uh, even though it was a difficult time. But he had a lot of courage to support patiently the sickness of his wife and what he was going through. Yes, Dr. Medith set the right example of faith and endurance. He has gone through many hardships, but he never lost heart. Why? 
because of faith. It's not the circumstances that are important. It's the character behind the man, the woman, the boy, the girl, the child that really counts. And we need to be men and women, children of faith. Because we carry the name Church of God. In other words, we represent Him. In Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, which is uh, Dr. Meredith's favorite scripture, it says that we are crucified with Jesus Christ and and Jesus Christ lives in us because we reflect his attitude, his character in us. I was one of the first ones to have personal conversation with Dr. Merritt after his stroke. And you have to have a lot of faith to know and say what he said. I think I was second or third person to talk to him because I didn't know that that had happened to him and I was living in San Diego and I called his house I needed to ask him something. And his wife told me he had had a stroke. And he, she asked me, do you want to talk to him? And I asked, can he talk? She said, yes. And he came to the phone and said, Mario, I want to learn. That's exactly what he said. Every lesson God wants me to learn from this trial. I think when we are going through a trial, that's when you know if we have faith or not. Peter speaks of the trial of our faith, more precious than gold. And Dr. Mary understood he, God had allowed that trial, that terrible test to come upon him. And he has walked with difficulty, but he has walked with faith. And Dr. Mary has never lost that vision. It takes faith. It takes to have something very real before his eyes. So for me, he is a walking example of living faith. He has never compromised his convictions. He has continued to work hard in this work because he has faith in this work. He has faith that this is our commission and that is the most, most important things on the face of the earth is to finish this work according to God's will. A few months ago, when we went to the doctor's office and the doctor told him, Mr. Meredith, you have terminal cancer. And unless we do something medically, you're probably going to die in a few months. We do have some medical options that we can offer you. But Dad did not even hesitate when he said, No, I'm not going to go and have a bunch of things done to me by doctors. I'm 86 and a half years old. I've lived a full life. And I don't need that, and I don't want that. My life is in God's hands. I think the doctor was a little surprised because most people want to live. And sure, Dad wanted to live, but he wasn't afraid of death because of his faith. He had the hope that we all have of the resurrection. For the next few months of his life, he went through what he called the greatest trial of his life. He said, Jim, I don't know why God is having, allowing me to go through this. But I know that it's according to His will. But in spite of this trial and facing death, He still asked that same question. God, why are you letting me have this trial? If there's lessons in this trial you want me to learn, 
please show me. Help me to know what it is that you want me to learn out of this trial. Even when dad could no longer physically walk, he continued to walk with God. He continued to put his life in God's hands and to have faith that God would be with him. Dad died in faith. He never quit. He never gave up on God. He was not only my father, but he was my mentor and my teacher. And he's the one that I want to be able to one day see again at the seventh trump when Jesus Christ returns. He's got it made. His crown is assured. But for each and every one of us, we've got to continue working. The onus is on us to do our part. But if we do, we will see him again in the great kingdom of God. What does God want us to do during this life? Just be good for ourselves? No. He wants us to be involved in His work. He says that over and over again. Those that turn many to righteousness like the stars, they will shine like the stars forever and ever and ever. That's our calling. That's our hope. That's why we're here. That's why we all need to pray and study and drive ourselves to go all out to reach this world while we have the opportunity to help all these people out there to know the truth. And brethren, if we do all out for God's kingdom in our lives, each one of us in this room and any of you brethren, those who understand elsewhere, if you really do go all out, we shall gain the inevitable triumph and we will shine like the stars forever and ever.